NFT world is exploding. Boom. There's little atomic NFT bombs everywhere. Everywhere. It is interesting to see how this thing is, is going. And uh, some people say that NFTs are dead. I think this might be the first time that we've seen that. It's kind of like when, because Bitcoin's dead too, like for the 387th time. But uh, NFTs go up, NFTs go down. And here we go around in episode, what, 45? Episode 45 today, and I got to tell you, it is a packed show. You're going to want to not miss any of this, and you're going to want to share that we are with you live today. We've got the uh, the folks from BitBoy Crypto with a new series coming out, Bitverse Comics. We've got the uh, the... Mike Bramlage from Quid. If you haven't seen this app yet and heard the news of what's happening with the Quid app, you're going to want to see this. We've got Stefan Bassan from EOS Nation coming back. Dot Gems is an NFT project, get this, built on EOS. And finally, it's a good day for bad days. Uh, if you don't know what the hell I'm talking about, trust me, you're going to want to see this as we get started on Nifty Show episode number 45. Come on in. It's going to be huge. Looking into the future, what do we see? It's lined with digital collectibles, we call them NFTs. Games, trading cards, digital art, and those crypto kitties. Travis and Joel are the hosts you'll know. Travis and Joel say this won't blow. They're locked and loaded, so ready, set, go. It's the nifty, really kind of spiffy, the nifty show. So glad that you could join us here for episode number 45. I'm Joel Com. That's Travis Wright. And we're feeling pretty nifty this week, Trav, aren't we? It's been it's been a crazy thing. We had a launch this week. Uh, we did a partnership. You can see right there by by Joel's face. It says Upland Collectibles. Somewhere. On that side over there. And uh, yeah, we did a partnership with them. That was an awesome thing. We sold out, uh, I think, what, 350,000 cards. This thing yeah. sold out. We're going to start doing some really cool mashing up and crafting exercises down the road with that and the vortex community seemed pretty pleased. We did it in a unique way where we did two sales, 12 hours apart. So people on both sides of the world could do it. And we, we really throttled it down. So people couldn't buy as many as they wanted per time. You could only get five of the big packs and 10 of the small packs mm -hmm. because we've seen other times where people can just go and they just buy a whole bunch all at once. And then they're all sold. And then somebody's cornering the market on them. And then a lot of people didn't get them. So we wanted to make sure everybody got them. And they did work out beautifully. 20,000 packs. This sale uh, between uh, was bigger than Blockchain Heroes 1 uh, and 2 and 3 put together in two point stonk wars. Like this, there was more people that purchased packs um, for this set. The Upland community is enjoying it. Our community is enjoying it. New people are enjoying it. And uh, more than 50% of all packs have already been opened here in just yeah. a, a couple of days. We don't just talk about NFTs, folks. We've been building NFTs. This is our fifth major launch that we've launched since all, in, in the last eight months. Sixth. 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 Yeah. Three blockchain heroes. Yeah. Um, Upland Collectibles, which is technically Blockchain Heroes, the Bitcoin Collection, yep. um, and then the Nifty Box. So <laughs> six. Yeah, six major launches since August. We're not just talking about it, folks. We're living it every single day and innovating new things. And we love this space. I think now we've, at this point, we've minted nearly, a, we're coming up on a, on, on a million NFTs that we've minted. We're getting yeah. close to it. 
Yeah, it's almost a million for sure. So let's get started with the show. And please, if you're watching on uh, YouTube, uh, then mash the buttons and like the things and thumbs up, you know, bah, 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 hit like that, that bell so you know exactly when we're going live, because we do go live every Friday at this exact time doing this show. We're also doing a show on Tuesdays, which is Nifty News, where we're doing a specific show just talking about news. We're, currently, we don't have any guests on that one, but all I know is that we have four guests on this episode. We might need to uh, to bump up the guests and put some on that show sometime. Bump up the volume. Actually, let's just go ahead and kick it off right now. Uh, ben Armstrong, who you know as BitBoy Crypto, couldn't be with us today, but we've got two of his team members here who are intimately acquainted with the project that is releasing on WAX, I believe tomorrow, Justin Williams and Stephen, I don't know your last name. Welcome to uh, the Nifty Show. Yeah, well, thanks for having us. It's um, it's actually being being uh, released next Tuesday. Oh, Tuesday. Okay. Sorry for the date. So what day is that? Tuesday is the... Tuesday is the 13th. All right. So, you know, we met Ben... Um, back a couple years ago at a conference and they uh him and and jay was it orlando was it orlando they I think it was the podcast us. movement podcast the thing is where we met him that's right it wasn't uh, even and, a crypto event it wasn't really. uh, worlds collided uh he and huh. jay chains beards and bitcoin they interviewed us we talked to them got to know him a little bit and uh, of course his channel has exploded on youtube and now uh bitverse comics are coming what's that all about fellas Bitverse comics. So for for people that have watched Ben and BitBoy since the beginning, they know that uh, BitBoy's the cha the channel was was the origin was going to be a comic book uh, themed channel, you know. And then, like a lot of us back in 2018 in January, the bear market hit. Um, things changed. People had to get real jobs. I was one of those people. And um, Ben kept on grinding with the channel and turned it into a news and review channel. And so um, he's been, we're, we're all blessed at this point to have the opportunity to kind of circle back and come back to the, to the, uh, the origin of what this channel was going to be. And so, which is, which was a comic book series. We, it was going to be built around BitBoy as a superhero, basing everything on cryptocurrency and blockchain and the other characters as you can tell, as you're flipping through, um, have a lot to do with, with crypto and blockchain. So it's it's been refreshing to be able to come back around. This is nice. Yeah, this it uh, it, it's very near and dear to our hearts because, you know, we've created Blockchain Heroes, which is really about educating folks about these particular elements. And here you guys are doing that as well. And we need more things like this, I think, to, to really educate folks in a fun, cool way, in a non sort of, you know, yeah, a lot, a lot of people talking over people's heads with crypto. That's a lot of people don't understand Absolutely. it. If you can get them with with a comic, and that's kind of what we thought. It's like, hey, let's do these these heroes where we're we're actually talking about some of the key people who are in crypto who've done some amazing stuff, and let's make heroes out of them. And and you guys are kind of doing some really cool stuff, a little in a in a much unique way, but teaching people about how crypto works and 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 some of the some of the pros and cons. It looks like. Yeah, yeah. So it's a. It's a it's a similar to like a DC universe or a Marvel universe, but we're building it around cryptocurrency. 
And so a lot of these characters, so, I mean, and we, we have comic books coming out. This is actually, um, these characters and these cards will be a physical deck builder. Um, so people that collect all 168 unique NFTs will also be mailed a uh, physical deck builder game that they can play, you know, with their friends and family at home. Nice. Here is uh, Digital City. This is uh, where BitBoy is the champion. Yeah. That's where it all goes down right there. Take I think it's just because Ben likes to wear city. spandex, right? What's that? Is that because Ben likes to wear spandex? Ben loves to wear spandex. Yes. Wherever he's at, he's got an extra pair of spandex. He puts good. On. So uh, you are the co-creator with Ben and uh, Stephen. You are one of the animators on this. So uh, yeah. is this your your first uh, you know uh, rodeo into the world of, of NFTs and crypto, oh, or have you? Yeah, been doing yeah. This? Ben originally brought me in as um, uh, to introduce me to this world of NFTs. Um, I actually never even uh, invested into Bitcoin before I started working here back in October. Um, but yeah, I have a background in animating. Um, I did some of the card art as well. Um, and I really wanted to flesh out the characters that, we, that we're creating because these are really cool and unique characters. Um, as you can see in some of the cards, uh, it's just like the equipment to add a little bit more of a backstory to all these characters. Um, yeah, we're really proud of the, the product that we're creating here. What are some of your favorite ones? I mean, there's a lot of cool ones here, the different effects. So my how many different favorite, effects are there and which ones are your favorite cards, I guess? So my personal, my personal favorite is, is Shill. Is, he's the, the rabbit right there. Um, and he is uh, obviously what a Shill is. Everybody, you know, that's in the, the crypto space knows what a Shill is. And he's got a, the perfect crypto for any situation. And uh, he's very intelligent, manipulative and, and all that, just like any other Shill would be. So, um, that's my personal favorite. I think Ben, believe it or not, uh, I think his is FOMO. You know, he's he's he kind of likes FOMO. Um, what is your favorite? Well, I'm, I'm more of a of a huddle guy myself. Um, love turtles, and I love holding <laughs> on to my crypto. I love turtles. <laughs> yeah, the huddle huddles huddles a turtle, and he's also a um, he's a he he knows magic, so he's kind of like a um, a Gandalf of crypto. He's a magical turtle. So it looks like you've got, um, are there four variations or five? I'm trying to see. Four. four. There's okay. four different types. There's a common, uncommon, rare, and legendary. I think it's a 1% chance after out of every pack that you can uh, win a legendary and a 4% for the rare. So the legendary is interesting because it's the card. The card's in the card. Right. Yeah. There you go. It's, it's meta. It's like, oh, okay, here's your card, but it's inside a card and that card's inside a card, inside a bubble. It's a card inside, within a card. Exactly. Inside a card, in a card. writing on the back of a turtle through the universe. <laughs> exactly. You got it. So uh, there's going to be packs, right? Yeah, there's two packs. So there's a, there's a, a 10, a 10 card pack and there's going to be a 30 card pack. So if I go to shop, will I see here? Let's see. Here we go. Bronze bit versus silver pack. Yeah. There we go. There's your odds right there. There's the countdown clock for three days, 19 hours, 47 minutes, and 53 seconds. And there is the 30-card pack. Uh, and then a promotional pack. That's oh, the promotional pack that comes out Monday. He's going to test the site with it. It's actually got some pretty, pretty cool cards in it as well. There aren't in the um they're not going to be inside the the two other packs. So. Oh, very good. So, how many of each uh, pack? 
<laughs> so there's there's uh, that's a ten and a thirty, but there's um, you know there's forty two unique character equipment location uh, mashup team up cards, and then there's four rarities for each one. So there's one hundred sixty eight total unique NFTs, and like I said earlier, whoever collects all one sixty eight will get a physical deck builder game mailed to them. Okay, uh, what I meant to say was how many packs of each are you selling, and how much are those packs? Right now, right now, I think it's about uh, the six thousand for the silver pack and four thousand for the no, it's six thousand and three thousand. So it's nine thousand total. Okay, and how much are those? Uh, they're going to be nine ninety nine for the silver and twenty four ninety nine for the gold. Nice. Yeah, we kind of kept it low, and uh, you know, wanted everybody to be able to um, afford a pack. So. Right on. So are you guys, you guys mentioned a, a game that you're sending out, like a physical deck version of that, if everybody collects all 168, how are they going to, how do they prove that to you? It's like, I have all 168 in my wallet. Do you then, do you check periodically and then send them a, an NFT that says you have all 168 or how does someone verify that they have all those cards to, to earn that? We're going to work with Wax on that. We, we, we've been in talks with Jassy and Paulo, and they're going to help us out with uh, the verification with Wax Scan and all that to be able to verify. And probably We're probably going to have to do it at a certain date, you know, a timestamp, a date yeah, where we'll know to. who has it. So, yeah, we're also, you know, uh, we're going to be offering that for sale as well on our merch site, too. So once we once we get that printed out and uh, the game mechanics worked out, we're actually going to be uh, offering that to buy as well. Nice. I have another question. So, you know, BitBoy, his uh, his YouTube, he's got shit. Last I check, he's closing in on a million followers on his YouTube. Eight, about eight hundred thousand. Eight hundred thousand. So that means every one of his fans can get like one tenth of a pack. There you so, go. So, have, have you guys thought about how to throttle that down and, and how many packs can be purchased at one time? Because what might happen is like somebody comes in and buys a bunch of them all at once. Is there any limitations on on the buying? But no, we haven't. We haven't. We haven't thought about that. That's not. That's a good question, though. Maybe it's something. Oh, you were going to think about it because if not, you're going to upset a lot of fans. If somebody comes in and buys all of them in one big swoop, and then they corner the market and then are reselling them, and they're the only ones that have them, so you might want to at least throttle that down to maybe twenty and ten per, and uh, and then they could have like a one minute refresh. That's what we've done with our last. Actually, we did this the last time we did one. Uh, we launched on Saturday. Uh, right, actually, it was Tuesday. We launched and uh, we did five of the big packs and 10 of the small packs. And that seemed to pro because it's not, we found as having launched six of these so far is that's not about trying to sell out in as, as, as few of seconds as possible. It's about allowing more fans the opportunity to buy the packs because if not, then, then a whale will come in and buy a whole ton of them. And then they're the ones who control the market and they're just selling packs at a ridiculous premium. So find a way what makes sense uh. to you guys. So did y'all like your first release? Did y'all have an issue like that? We have really. Oh yeah. Well, we've done multiple releases now. And so, you know, we live and you learn as you go right. along how to, how to best handle this. So um, are you, since you guys are going um, you've you're built on, looks like, you know, a wax template site or people paying in credit card or credit card. Credit We're going card. straight credit card. I think that's, I think that's going to be the best move. And you know, you know, what's interesting. I was having a talk with somebody about NFTs and, and you know, I'm not, my belief is NFTs, that's going to be the onboarding of more of a mainstream audience. Mm -hmm. And one of those things that's going to help with that is the, the ability to buy with a credit card. 
you know, you, you've always, you have this hurdle with crypto having to, when somebody wants to invest, whether it's in an NFT or if it's in a certain project, you got to teach them how to get a wallet. Then you got to teach them about a seed phrase. And then you got to tell them to go to Coinbase. And then they got to do that. Then they got to send this over to buy this coin. And so what I appreciate about Wax, and I think some other platforms are doing this as well, is they're going to start offering, and I know Wax does, buying it with, straight with a credit card. So yeah, it's going to relieve some of the of the learning curve that some of these customers uh, are going to well, have. Well, a lot of your audience is already paying attention to crypto, too. That's one of the things that we pride ourselves on with this, is that we've never taken credit cards for any of our launches, and we've sold all of them out. And so it's like, you know, we're talking, we're teaching people about blockchain and what we're going to take a credit, we're going to take fiat currency. So, yeah, I think, I think there's a, I think there's a balance secondary market. Yeah. I think there's going to be a balance there. I think, I think in order to uh, onboard more users to eventually, you know, um, educate more people, you're going to have to ease them into this. You're going to have to, you know, baby food first before you can feed them steak. You know, I think that's going to be long term. Go ahead little baby spoon like, little baby spoon uh, feed them some milk there comes there you go feed them some milk before you try to you know shove steak down their mouth here comes a choo choo eat the damn steak baby that's right uh, well you know you guys will learn from uh, from your experience as well uh, is there anything else you want us to know about the set or the launch uh, we're just super excited about it. We're excited to be back to the origins of, of where this all started with BitBoy Crypto. So um, we really appreciate you guys coming on and are, are, uh, having us come on and educating people about it and make sure y'all go out and get, get a pack of them. Yeah, it'll sell out in a minute or two, depending on how you throttle those things down. So I'm, well, I'm, I'm glad you said that. I'm, I'm definitely, when I get off, I'm going to send a message over to Paula to figure out, you know, the best option for throttling that down. So. Yeah. Well, cause I'm looking at, it. if you only have 3000 of the big packs, I'd be like, I'm going to go in there and buy a hundred of them all at once. And then I'm going to be able to go and sell them for five X on the market the next day. Right. Yeah. So you got to think like they got to think like that. These people, a lot of people are not hodling. They're trying to flip them. And so you want to kind of not get kind of just, I don't see you want to discourage the flipping because people are still going to want, you want people to collect these and have fun with these and try right. to just to flip them and, and, and make money on them instead of enjoying the actual cool artwork that you guys created. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. It's definitely, that's something we didn't think about. So I appreciate you guys letting us know. There you go. Deliver that's, the light. This is cool stuff. Really like it guys. That's luck. Right. Well, well, good luck to you. Yeah, yeah, Justin, Stephen, good luck. Uh, we'll be watching. I'm sure we'll be picking up some packs ourselves. So definitely, uh, good awesome. luck, fellas. Big fan of Bitboy. We love we love Ben. Good dude. Yeah, man. Well, he, he he's always spoke very highly of you guys. So Rock I guess roll. I guess we need to send him some money then, huh? <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> All right, guys. I got one final question. Okay. Where where where, do you, where is your guys' studio at? Because I noticed he has like a real studio now that he's at. Where? Is that Atlanta. It's in Atlanta. Um, it's about to, so it's, it's already a big studio, but if you watch the channel here recently, we just purchased a huge building, almost like fantasy factory style building that we're actually building out to an even bigger studio for meetups, for workshops, for everything crypto. I mean, it's, that's it's, nice. He's building an empire over there. Yeah, it's, it's a it's the big boy empire. That's right. That's Bit mogul. Right. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Thanks, guys. All, All right. right, take it easy. Bye, guys. See Bye. you, fellas. Well, there you go, Sir Lord Travis. 
Sounds BitBoy. Cool. BitBoy coming your way. So many launches coming. And as we're, as we're waiting for our, uh, our next guest here, I want to tell you about it. There's a couple more that are coming um, that uh, some of you might not know about. Tomorrow, uh, which is Saturday the 10th, there are two launches happening at the very same time, which I'm like, oh, could you guys not do that? But they're doing it. Um, actually, today was the one megabyte block for moment five of Bitcoin origins. And uh, they lowered the supply this time down to 7,500 uh, one megabyte blocks for $20 each. Took them a little longer to sell out this time. I was, I was kind of surprised, but that was today. Tomorrow at uh, uh, noon Eastern is the two megabyte block, which uh, again, I think they've lowered the supply from last time. And those are the $200 blocks. But at the same time is the follow-up to the horrors. It's alien horrors. And those are happening at ultra rare.uk. Um, and so I'm like, oh, I need to clone myself because I can't, I know that ultra rare, I know both of them are going to sell out super fast. So right. it's like, I got to have one browser open with logged into this wallet. And then I got to have another browser open logged into my anchor wallet because there's just, there's too much activity going on. Way too much. It's exciting times in the NFT world for sure. Speaking yeah. of which our next guest. Ah, yes. Cool we, uh, we discovered the quid app probably, I don't know, like almost a year ago, Trav, was it? Is it it's been a while. Since I think it's a little bit over a year ago. Uh, we were looking at, cause we were talking about digital collectibles and mm -hmm. then we learned that the team at quid had originally come from tops digital and were the original OGs of digital collectibles. And they went over and created quid, got some funding and built this thing up. And we we're like, wait a second. These are the real OGs of digital collectibles. And here we have with us Michael Bramlage, the CEO of Quid. How are you doing, Michael? Uh, I'm well. I'm well, Travis. Thanks for having me. Yeah, dude. Uh, this app has absolutely exploded. And uh, it started as a, a an in-app collectible item with your own in-app currency, right? Uh, yeah, that, that's exactly right. Uh uh, it, it actually like the origins were actually at, at, at tops. I joined there in 20, 2011 or 2012 and was sort of tasked with figuring out how you can like reinvent this brand, which is an amazing brand, right? But reinvent it digitally. And we stumbled upon uh, a portfolio of digital trading card apps around 2013, this thing called tops bunt. Um, that, that was a, a pretty big success for, for tops. And I became convinced that, we were on the uh, on the cusp of a format shift, right? If you view collectibles as a store of value, plenty of stores of value we use every day, whether it's like you know fiat, like paper money, or let's say stocks. At one point, they existed in paper format, right? And eventually, they converted to digital because that experience was just 10x better. So I became sort of convinced that, like, hey, look, I I think maybe code will replace cardboard, and I think that you know we have enough digital natives that have grown up with video games that we are totally ready to have like legitimate digital collectibles that collectors, speculators, investors will all want, you know, to own a piece of. So, yeah, so I left, I, I, I co-founded Quid. Quid's basically a marketplace for buying and selling digital collectibles. And to your original question, yeah, we, we started out as, as uh, very much like a free to play mobile game, but like actually like a really bad free to play mobile game where it wasn't that much fun outside of just collecting more and more stuff. Um, 
And when I say uh, free-to-play mobile game, I mean, you know, you basically use in-app purchase to buy currency, use that currency to buy more collectibles. Uh, and back then, if you wanted to, you could you could barter those collectibles with other collectors. But you'll notice in that loop, there was no there was no money out, right? There wasn't a ever a path to get money back out. And so we sort of realized that I would say in in parallel with uh, like everything happening with like crypto kitties and NFTs at the time, and we're like, look, this this just isn't right. This is suboptimal. There's a huge element of collecting that has uh, an economic incentive to it, right? Even if you love the IP and you want to complete the set and you want to hold it forever, at least you know in the back of your head, hey, if I spend a thousand bucks on this, I could probably sell it later on eBay and recoup some of my money and you wouldn't feel so bad about it. So yeah, at Quid, we, we just lacked that for, for far too long. Well, so, and, does Bunt, uh, so does Major League, you know, the uh, the Tops Bunt app. You still pour money in and you can't really get money yeah, out. Yeah, it w- and that's what I say too, like, I don't know. I mean, <clears throat> it was really novel when those apps came out, right? There was really a dearth of like officially licensed product anywhere on the app stores, mm-hmm. right? Like, but they're, like still, literally they're with, so damn fun. I mean, I still pour no, money into them, even though I'm not getting money I, out of them. I'm still like, oh I man, I got this super rare Derek Jeter, badass. I know. Well, and because who doesn't love opening packs, right? Opening packs is, is just the, it's like the best part of the experience, right? It's got the anticipation. It's got the rush. It's got the thrill. It's got like the, the randomization where you don't know what you're going to get. It, it's just awesome. Right. Uh, and humans are, are like totally, uh, you know, just prone to becoming obsessed with that. And and that's cool. Right. But uh, you can't you can't do that. And only that for a decade. Right. You also have to recognize that a big part of real world collecting, whether it's like art or wine or watches or, 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 or pieces of cardboard is the aftermarket. Right. It's what you do with it after you have it. Right. And one of the challenges with that, the Bunt model or, or the old quid model is it's just consumption. It's just consumption. Right. And you're mostly consuming from a primary market from a licensee. So I think what's really what's really cool about whether it's CryptoKitties or, or, or Top Shot, or I think what we're up to now is so much of the cool actions in the aftermarket. Right. And like who you're buying from really isn't us. It's a fellow collector. Right. Um, so. Yeah, and I think I think too part part of our realization. So, for the folks that are, are are watching or listening, what Joel and Travis are alluding to is like Quid's been around for like five years. We, we've been around for for a long time. We've issued a ton of digital collectibles. Only a sliver of them now are NFTs or or mintable to be NFTs. Um, but we've been in it for a while, and, and and what brings us to the blockchain, what brings us to NFTs, is a bit of a different vector than most. Right? We're we're sort of here because it solves a really tricky technical problem that our collectors are starting to, to, to run into. But yeah, look I think at, look I, at all the brands though. I mean, look at guys, look at this, the, you know, they've got Atari just did a big thing through quid Marvel's in here, Star Trek, Funko, Sanrio, Rick and Morty, Adventure Time, Mickey Mouse, and Disney Care Bears, Magic the Gathering, Bob's Burgers, one of my favorites, the Hello Kitty, the list goes on of top level IP that have collectibles in quid, but yep. the, you guys are part of the Animoca brands family. Uh, yep. And it was announced re- very recently that you are starting to blockchainify these collectibles in the app that people will, if they own it, they'll be able to mint it and trade it or sell it on blockchain. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's exactly it. And I think we're, what really makes this unique isn't just this this really broad assortment of like beloved brands. Um, it's 
it's also that the um, <clears throat> the path that someone takes to actually get an NFT, it's a bit unusual, but I do think it mirrors the physical world quite a bit. So um, we are issuing new sets of collectibles that are, are, are already NFTs. We've done some auctions on OpenSea as of like last week. We're also releasing sets in Quid that you can collect and own off chain, but when you want to, you can press a button to mint it on chain. And then the third thing we're doing with these, this mintables concept is old content. We, it sounds like such a oxymoron, but we have like literally super vintage digital trading cards on quid that are five years old. Um, those items as well at a future date uh, will be able to be mintable. Now I can't say that every single brand is going to be mintable. I can't say which specific brand or brands immediately will become mintable. That would tilt the market in a way that we, we, we don't want to do, but it's essentially our stated intent over time to ensure that if you as a collector own an item off chain on quid and you believe it's worth putting on chain, you have the agency as that collector to, to do that. And the metaphor for us is I grew up collecting baseball cards and like 90% of the stuff I had in my binder, I just wanted to keep my binder. It wasn't worth sending the PSA to get graded and authenticated, right? It wasn't mm, worth insuring, right? You, would, you wouldn't slab it. You wouldn't put in safety deposit box, but there was like 10 to five to 1% that was the pinnacle of your collection. That's like, dude, this is just so valuable. At a minimum, I have to protect this thing, right? And, and, and at a maximum, I want to own this thing for a hundred years. So what brings us to the blockchain, I think what makes novel this notion of taking old content and making it mintable at the decision of the collector is it really mirrors that path that I think all of us took when we started out um, collecting physical objects. So that, that's really where we are now is you can basically collect for fun off chain, keep it on quid. You can sell it in our cash based aftermarket. You're looking at you know listings and sales for those cash based uh, items right now. And if you get a number one, if you get a super rare item, uh, in the future, you'll be able to mint it because you want that. You want that permanence. You want that persistence. You know, right? we're going to be able to mint that ad. Is that, are we talking? So, I mean, if I, if I look at Animoca, I know that everything that they've touched with the blockchain so far has turned to gold. And I'm just curious, are they, are you building your own blockchain? Are you building it on another blockchain? Are you using an existing blockchain? Like I know cause with this Atari stuff, you're putting that on Ethereum and you got these gas fees. Like, mm -hmm. is there anything you can tell us about where some of these are going to be going and when the, where they can be? Minted? Yeah, that, that's a good question. I don't think it's up to us, to be honest. I mean, when you buy a baseball card from Tops and five years later, you think it's a value and you want to preserve it. You, you don't have to go to Tops and ask necessarily for permission as to, you know, which grading company to send it to or which safety True. deposit box to store it. So, like, I, look, I don't think we can lose if, if our North Star for every decision is what is the most pro collector thing we can do. And I, I, I think that. in that yeah, and I think in that world, it's work hard to give the collector the the decision to make, and one of those decisions is 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 what to what to put on chain, when to put it on chain, and where to put it on chain. So hmm. we we like Ethereum. Yes, gas fees are high, but Ethereum has a really robust ecosystem. Uh, it's got multiple multiple secondary markets that these things could be traded on in the future, and it probably will have. Um, broader set of third-party applications that you can interoperate with and bring mm. your good there, right? Maybe that's worth the gas fee, right? But wax is also phenomenal, uh, obviously not as expensive. Um, and, uh, you know, Harmony has some value. So basically what we want to do is build as many, uh, basically um, minting gateways as we can. 
and really then just leave it up to the collector to decide, you know what, this should this should live in my crypto wallet on Ethereum, or this should be on Harmony, or this should be on Wax, or this should be on Chain, chain X, Y, and Z. And, and also too, so as not to like, because we're like the least, people on your, sh- on your show are probably own many NFTs, they've never heard of Quid. We, we are terrible at hype. So the one thing I won't do is like let some speculation sit out there. No, we're, we're not actively building uh, a blockchain. I don't think that's that's okay. our forte, but I think basically having the application layer that can issue new goods in a super fun way and that can facilitate uh, an initial set of transactions in our marketplace, I think that's the place for us to play. But I think, again, if you want to own this thing for 100 years, if you want a digital you know, Honus Wagner card, uh, if you want to give it to your grandkid, I, I think there's already existing chains that do a really good job of that. And I'll also say too, like, <clears throat> not to debunk anything, but like we are being very deliberate about what is actually put on chain and what's, what's left off chain. Like we're, we're big students of uh, all the elements of an NFT, right? It's not just the tokenized ownership record. It's the metadata. Like I've been in collectibles for far too long to know that like the image matters quite a bit, but the backstory of the image, who you, who you uh, obtained it from, how hard it was to get its serial number, it's additioning system, all that metadata really should also live on chain. And then the last little bit is like the, the media is super important too, right? Like you, you got to have the confidence that you're not just going to have the deed to the house, but you're going to have the actual house, uh, you know, in a in hundred years. So that, that's a big deal of ours too, is, is, is obviously like you can, you can choose which chain you want them into, but also I, I, I don't think we want to offer half NFTs, right? We, we want to offer the full deal or the second you complete that minting process, you've, you've got the confidence, the whole, all that layers of the collectible will live, will live on chain. I'm having a hard time sharing my iPhone screen. Uh, for some reason, my app isn't working, but what you, what I've been showing you is the desktop, the web-based market, but the app itself is Q-U-I-D-D. You can go download it and that's where, you know, it's easy. That's where you buy the packs. You can't, for whatever yeah. reason, you guys don't have that on the website, but there's packs yeah. of cards and there's special offers and every day you put out new stuff. In fact, look, what I'm going to do is since I can't actually broadcast the screen, let me just turn off my cool looking virtual background. You guys will be surprised to see that I'm actually just in place. And uh, you can see here's the part of my collection. And if you go to the shop today, um, there's some of the Atari drops. And if you scroll down, you'll see yep. right here, uh, they got mega pet. Here we go. Latest drops. So there's this incredible Hulk. There's uh, watercolor palette stickers from Marvel. So I'm going to tap this. And then you always get a, uh, usually get a free chance to open up a pack just by being in the app. So I'm going to click on that. And uh, let's see if I can turn my sound on here. Pack opens up and then I've got cards and you can see the mint number up at the top. So I got the one, but for a buck, I'm guaranteed to get them all. So I'm going to spend the buck like that. There's my pack rip. And now I got zillions of cards here, but the whole set is there with uh, this. This is always perplexes me. There's so many, like you own 20 of this one, you own 18 of this one, 13 of this one. Why are there so many of each card in a pack in a, in, when you buy them all? Yeah. Well, I think it's, um, it's funny. I think you're actually seeing a lot of, um, maybe younger NFT digital collectibles companies having to, to wrestle with 
a problem that always happens with like uh, scarcity based goods, which is like as your audience grows, you kind of feel obligated to increase the the supply of what you what you what you issue. But then that also kind of ruins like the scarcity. So what we did that I think was really novel. Someone will have to check the history on this. I think we were one of the first to do it because this didn't exist at Tops when we were when we were sort of working there. We introduced an editioning system and a, and a, and a serialization system. So every item on Quid is stamped with a unique serial number. It's basically number one or number two out of a denominator. And the denominator determines ex the exact amount that exists in circulation ever. And we literally built the system so like a producer can't type in the wrong button, right? And it says like there's 10,000, but really there's like 20,000. We literally can't fudge it because that, that denominator is so utterly important. So well, again, one of the reasons why you can have so many dupes is people collect in different ways, right? There are completionists that just love the idea of reducing the anxiety of going from an empty binder to a full binder. And for them, it's not about the high value items, right? It's about just getting to completion, right? So they're totally satisfied in completing a set with, you know, number 1,000s out of 5,000. There's another group of elite collectors who not only want to complete, but they want to rank and they want to have the combination of the most valuable items, which as you can imagine, if you use Top Shot, they are the lowest serial number items. So like a number one out of five is obviously super valuable in our world. Um, and there's a group of collectors that, that will just pursue those, those ones or those, those lows. So yeah, one, one of the consequences of trying to, trying to appeal to um, a large number of collectors, not just investors or speculators, but, but those that just love the experience of collecting is you may wind up with a lot of dupes. Um, but we're actually working on some sort of novel ways that I think you can offload dupes either in the aftermarket or some, some clever things around sort of burning maybe in the future. But yeah, that's, that, that. that's why you get, get a lot of dupes. Yeah, I have, I have a question around that. So for example, with Panini, I think I'm like the number 30th or 31st uh, best collector of the series. I've collected as many of those Panini cards because in my mind, yeah. I'm going, wait a second. The, these cards are digital collectibles that predate NBA top shots. And I'm like, there's freaking low mint Kobe's in here. There's yeah. low mint LeBron James is in here, right? Yeah. Stephon Curry, it's Steph Curry's and, and yeah. Kevin Durant. And so I'm like, I've gone in and collected a whole bunch of these. And what I've noticed is that there's, if you have, if you've collected a certain amount of them, then you, then you're able to get a reward or an award card, but some of yeah. those have expired, but in some cases, there may be, there were 30 of a card, but only six of them were ever claimed. Mm -hmm. So what happened to those other 24? Did they get burned? Or are you going to do a deal like you did with Marvel where you did a mega pack and some of those uh, rare uh, award cards that were never claimed, those were actually, yeah. I would love to see that with the Panini set. Cause I know there, I know there's a bunch of high level Kobe's and LeBron's out there that were never meant to. Yeah. It's what well, zooming out. It's so the space is so, is so wild. It's, it's, it's one of these spaces that's like sort of counterintuitive where like um, people always want new licenses. And of course, of course we can't expose anything, but we're obviously very much on the offense now with, with the cash aftermarket in place because that basically changes our business model. But people are, are really like lustful for new licenses. We get that. We're working harder on that. But there's also the, the, this notion of what do you do when you, when you let a license expire, right? In the old tops model, that's, that's, that's the end of the world, right? Because you can't, continually produce more content. You can't get collectors. I hate to say it, but on the content treadmill, just constantly cycling. Mm -hmm. But with Panini, that was like an, like an awesome experiment that turned into a great sort of business decision because uh, 
only producing them for a three month period and then stopping basically left a limited amount of circulation in, in our aftermarket that it could be capped forever, or we we could have deals in the works, who knows to basically, Mm. you know, come back strong in 2021 or 2022. But what you wind up with just like the physical world is this like super vintage content that because it was produced for a limited time and then cut off actually is, is incredibly valuable. So So to your question, exactly. And this is where like, you know, our model is not, you know, get the one of one refactor Mike Trout from three years ago. It's get the Mickey Mantle from, you know, from, from 70 years ago. Right. That's, that's what we like. We like the 70 year old stuff, but to to your point, Travis, it it is on a case by case basis where we're no longer producing the license. You're you're not going to find that stuff ever in a mega pack where we are, we are actively producing the license. That's the stuff where after a certain period of time goes by, maybe the account is dead. That stuff could wind up in a mega pack. So basically I would, if you're actively pursuing those officially licensed NBA trading cards on quid from 2019, I would say count on for those cards specifically, the only place to get that is from another collector and never from a pack. They will actually, never come from a pack again. Those are gone. No, well, no never, only. never, never. And wow. like, this is the cool, this, this is the cool thing is like, you know, some companies don't want to exert that discipline because in the short term it's painful. Right. Because you just pump, pump out more content, you can make more money. I, I think for us being being in a position to exert that discipline and say, nope, like it's done. Wow. It's 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 NBA actually top great... shot fans you need to be listening. I think that's a clue. Well, well, no, it's exactly. Well, yeah, I don't want to give up too many of our secrets, but um, like fixing supply and letting collectors know at the start of a season how many will exist of a player. I don't know why card companies don't do that or why digital card companies don't do well that. they never have they they never you know in the past well it's and, but it's be, it's but it's yeah it's because their bread is buttered by making more cards of course uh we got just a few minutes left here mike two questions for you the first one is is there anything you can say about uh is quid goes blockchain about a quid token <laughs> uh here's what i'll that say we've been, yeah yeah we've been studying the space for sure right um We've looked at like what what Rari has done. Uh, obviously, Rarible has done with the Rari token. Mm-hmm. Um, we've looked at Ecomi and Omi and and sort of like studied them. Um, I think generally the thirty five thousand foot level, like um, we like to be really kind of slow and deliberate and really study it before we do it, which means we don't need to be the first, second, or third to to do something. Right. right. It basically lets us like learn from from others. Um, that's probably why when we talk about our mintables and making them NFTs, it's it's novel. It's something you don't see anywhere else. And I think it's going to be the most pro collector way to uh, to get that hundred years, you know, permanence that you can only get with the blockchain. So yes, we've studied it. Yes, we've looked at. It. I've like nothing to announce about it. But I but I will say there is a role for a reward mechanism in collectibles ecosystems that is not uh, earned via liquidity. There are a lot, think of it this way. There's a lot of things that collectors do and it's the collectors, not the companies, the collectors do it that sustain the hobby. And you have to realize I was at tops, not during the boom period that the sports card market is. I was there during the very fallow period when, literally 300,000 baseball card collectors kept everything afloat. Um, the people that persist these things, it's not the companies, it's, it's the collectors. And so we know there's certain behaviors 
that happen in the physical world, like working card conventions, right? Or like just telling the stories of cards to the next generation. These are things that collectors do to sustain it for decades that don't necessarily provide value to that collector in the form of a transaction. So we basically have a whole host of things that we need our collector community to do to uh, make our collectibles, even the old ones, even more awesome. And we've looked at incentive structures and reward mechanisms or reward mechanisms uh, that may or may not be uh, meted out in a token. There you go, gang. Could be coming. Final question, really brief answer, and then we got to let you get on with your day and drinking your coffee and whatever other things the CEO of a collectible app needs to do. We've uh, we've spoken offline about perhaps finding a way for blockchain heroes to enter into the quid ecosystem. Is that a conversation we're still having? I'll put you on the spot. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I have a policy where I, I do not comment on uh, even like being coy about any sort of potential deals, but maybe I'll break my policy for this one. Uh, yeah. I mean, if you'll sign the contract, we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll do it. No, there there you go, guys. Blockchain heroes may be yeah. coming to quit app soon. No, uh, Mike. I, would, I would say, I would say, I'd say we, 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 we would love to do it. And I think the last thing I'll, I'll plug about us is we have some, you know, not just the mobile app, not just the ability to touch and feel your collectibles, not just the drop mechanics. There's some cool things I think we can do that could distinguish these, this unique set of cards from previous issuances. So, so come check it out. Awesome. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Quit app, everybody go down, check it out. We'll talk to you soon. Thanks well, so much guys. Take thank care you so much, Mike. Uh, one, one final thing before you go. Uh, I know my, my daughter, she's sitting right here, loves your app. She's in there buying cards all the time going, oh, and, and selling, and wants to sell stuff on the marketplace. She's 15 and loves it. So, I mean, you, you're hitting all the generations with this app, man. So great, great stuff. Thank you. And that's the last thing. Remember, we could do that with baseball cards, right? You could hit, you could hit on great baseball cards in the 80s and 90s and have it for 20 years. And all of a sudden you're, you're, you're rich, right? So we're not, we're not very clever. We just studied how the physical world works and we're copying that and making it better digitally. So that's, that's Travis. That's awesome news. Thanks guys. You're cleverer than you think. See you, Michael. Uh, we'll bye. Take care. Right. I tell you, I love, I, I buy stuff every day in that damn app, Travis every day. And, and if we can get, uh, you know, blockchain heroes out there to expose that mm -hmm. property to the quid audience, Think how many more people you know would enjoy that, and then would come to wax when they find. I out. think I think I'm one of the biggest whales when it comes to that secondary market, dude. Because I've been in there buying Kobe's and buying LeBron James. Dude, I got like I got seventy or eighty LeBron James cards. I got twenty five Kobe's or more. I don't even know. I got so many just because I'm like I know these are good, dude. I've I think I've cornered the market on Kevin Kevin Garnett's cards. I get, I, every time I see one of the certain ones go on sale for under 10 bucks, I grab them and I, I know I got like at least 30% of them. It's you're, funny. You're, it's you're like, building a, a panini empire over there. You might I am. Have, I got a might have to sure. have a sandwich too with it. All right. Uh, our next guest is a repeat guest to the nifty show he is uh, stefan Bassan with eos nation and uh, what's really interesting about this project that he and the team are working on called dot gems is they are creating a uh, brand new artistic nfts on eos stefan welcome back to the show dude thanks for having me on again um it's great to be here and yeah like you just said we're super excited we're launching the first pack series 
of NFTs on EOS, and that's going down uh, tomorrow. Um, so Dot Gems is our NFT studio. We launched our comic book on Wax uh, last year for Halloween, Van City Outbreak, which I was on the show uh, to talk about uh, earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, now we're um, also launching on EOS, on Atomic Hub on EOS. So we're trying to kickstart the scene on EOS with two releases going down tomorrow. Chestahedron NFT artifacts that's what these these are here and and by the way for those of you that don't know there wouldn't be a wax without eosio right wax wax is a fork basically of eosio so the a lot of the things that wax can do eos uh created that functionality and eos can do as well which is why on atomic hub you'll see there's a drop down menu to be able to go to the eos chain exactly so us as eos nation we're block producers on both eos and wax and we've been so uh, since the start. So our expertise is really building on EOSIO on these two chains. Uh, so we've been building NFTs on Wax. Now we're starting uh, to build NFTs uh, on EOS. Um, so if you want to scroll up, we can go through one of these uh, articles. Um, let's start with the Dream Big series, the second article uh, on this page. Right here. Right here. Um, I'm going to click big. Click big. So I'm yeah, trying. so this so this series, Dream Big, is actually an open fan art challenge that we we sent out to the entire crypto art community. So anyone could submit a design and be part of this uh, of this collection. So in the end, we have forty nine different artists that submitted designs for this collection, and we ended up with fifty two designs uh, across three rarities. Um, so it's been a pretty big project, and um, We've had a lot of fun finding these artists on, in the Twitterverse. Um, a lot of them, uh, you know, are publishing on other platforms that have higher fees and were interested in publishing on platforms like Atomic Hub on EOS on Wax, which is uh, much better, um, you know, for, for the cost. So I guess the, the, if the screen is not popping up, I could share my screen. Yeah, why don't you share it on your side? Because I can't get it to pull sure. up here. No problem. Very handy of you to have your screen there. It's true. Joel's got some internet uh, challenges have, over here. We have so many challenges. All right. So, yeah. So, um, I'm going to share this video, although I'm not sure the sound will, will go through. Eh? Um, so, I won't. But I will invite everyone to go check out uh, this video after. Uh, no, go, go ahead and play it, man. Let's, let's think, see. Yeah. Will the sound work? Well, we can look at pretty pictures and you could talk about it. So no, I can't. What... I, I I can't do that. The, the The soundtrack is really, really on point, and, and okay. it's really part of the experience. So okay. I don't want. I don't want to do that uh, to the to the guys who created this this okay. great video. Fair um, so so uh, I'll just go through the collection here. So um, <clears throat> what we're doing. So we're uh, sharing the revenue with the artist. We're also going to be sharing the secondary sales revenue to the artist in the form of NFTs. So these NFTs are going to uh, have the rights to uh, the, the secondary sales. And, and these artists can either hold it for the passive income over months or, or, or trade it on the markets. And we're also going to be running more art challenges in the future with different themes and allowing uh, you know, more artists and, and onboarding more artists into EOS uh, in the process. Um, so it's really too bad we can't, we can't share that video. I really, really... I really like it. it. Gives me chills when that. Well, if you, you, I, yeah, 
go ahead tell them how to do it on uh, on telegram if you if you stop sharing and then click sharing again and then there'll be an option there for you to click the button that says uh, share sound of computer or when you hit the hit the share share sound, you're asking boom. which page you want to go, go. And it's down at the very you're bottom a you're a pro it's very zoomy here we go we're good yep Now we've got three launches at 12 Eastern on the 10th. I didn't I didn't know about the horrors launch, actually. I knew BTC Origins was tomorrow when we decided on this one tomorrow as well. I did not know about the horrors one, uh, but not enough days in the year for all the NFT releases that are going on. So, yeah, you know. I got so, a question, Stefan. So um, the the EOS logo, the what do you call it? The Chestahedron? The Chestahedron, yeah. So is that was that a made up thing? Because I know the Platonic solids is sacred geometry. There's the tetrahedron, the octahedron, the hexahedron, the icosahedron, and the dodecahedron. What the hell is a chessahedron? Whoa, taking taking it to the streets here. Um, yes, well, so they're, they're I guess I'm not as informed on this in topic the, uh, as you are. Yeah, they're my tattoo right here. All of those five Platonic solids wow. are in the Metatron's our Metatron's cube, but the chessahedron is not. So it's like not a naturally occurring one, but it's it's exactly. got a pretty good but it's called behind. the sacred geometry of the heart. Um, mm -hmm. Brock Pierce, uh, very spiritual guy, really yeah. loves this symbol. He kind of pioneered it when EOS launched, attached uh, the EOSIO logo to it. Um, so, so that's where where, where uh, that comes from. But that that's great that you have a uh, you have the origins of this chest that he's tattooed. I got to say the art looks really sweet. I mean, when you guys are combining those and rotating those. Those are really badass and very unique. Yeah, um, honestly, it's been really fun working with everyone. Uh, the work you see here, the 3D artist, that's Yana, who's on the Dot Dems team. She's the one who took all those 2D designs that the artist submitted, wrapped them in the chest nice. and rotated it, everything. Um, so, so when that beat drops and you see the the chest go, I get chills every time I see that video because we've been working kind of a long time on this, and so we're super excited. It, it looks very cool. So the, you're selling these as packs. Uh, I've got the site to pull up now. Yeah. Um, there's 156 different 
chestahedrons. And uh, Travis is going to have to get another tattoo now on his, his <laughs> other arm to accommodate this one. 52 designs, three variations of each, and two packs. Uh, the standard pack, five NFTs for 2.99 EOS. EOS is what right now? About four bucks or so? Six bucks? Uh, no, it's been, a, it's been a good couple of weeks for EOS, in EOS land. Uh, yeah, we're up to $6 around, or, or around okay. there. So about $18 for yeah. a standard pack. It was a bit lower when we decided on these prices and agreed with the artists what they, what they should be. Uh, but uh, such as the game in crypto. And uh, yeah, and then the mega pack have a slight discount, higher price, more NFTs, but slightly discounted. Um, total supply is not that high. Uh, so, you know, the, the NFT scene on EOS is pretty new. This is actually the first big release on there. So... For the fans out there that that might have missed the beginning of the wax nft scene about a year ago uh, at this time you know this is your chance to get in on the very first pack sold uh, on eos produced by eos nation we've been you know very active in the community uh, and then this is my project and martin my co-founder with dot gems who who was working with us for it's nosh nation now we're trying to not do any more eos nation work and trying to just focus on, on these uh nft projects which is super fun and, and that's great where's and the exciting. where's the, the the market secondary marketplace where he's going to be located at eos.atomichub.io okay perfect gotcha. so it's uh, it's where everyone's already used to um if you don't have an eos account which i know a lot of you might not um it's actually very easy now to get new eos accounts wombat wallet is the equivalent of the wax cloud wallet so you go to getwombat.io and then you can get a free EOS account, email, password, boom, you're ready to nice. go. Uh, yeah. And then those, those users who prefer to hold their own keys might already have Anchor Wallet uh, for their Wax uh, accounts. And then you could use those same keys, uh, you know, to create your, your EOS accounts. And well, some, some of us have a little EOS that's been Ooh. sitting there waiting for a long time. Waiting for, for something to happen. We're, for something we're to happen. happen for so you. I'm like, come on, come on, EOS. Let's let's go poke poke. But there <laughs> is, there is uh, no NFTs in my EOS inventory. So uh, tomorrow you are giving me my EOS a purpose. Exactly. And I, I will exactly. Uh, and and on top of that, I know a lot of the artists of the 49 that we have onboarded many plan on releasing their own collection and their own stuff as well in the coming week. So we should mm -hmm. see a really really nice explosion of action uh, on the EOS uh, NFT market this week. And, and hopefully we keep that momentum going. And, and in terms of EOS, uh, outside of the NFT world, there's a lot of momentum. Dan Larimer's back in the community. Brock is back in the community leading the EOS Alliance. There's a lot of, uh, there's a new governance system that they're trying to bring uh, called Eden OS based on more equal animals, which is the recent book of Dan Larimer. Anyways, we don't have to get into more of that, but uh, it's been an exciting time uh, in EOS the last few, last like six to eight weeks. Um, so now maybe we can uh, talk about the other series. So we're not just launching one series tomorrow on EOS, we're launching two. So we've okay. got this. We've, we've got there. just just a minute. So uh, hit us up with the abbreviated. Uh, sure. Version. So so GBK is an, uh, is an artist that's also produced a lot of art, Chesterhedron style art. And we're also launching packs, very similar, uh, you know, to the to the other series. And this one is more exclusive. There's actually six times, five times less NFTs, a bit pricier, more fine art style. Um, and, and GBK is uh, is an artist that EOS fans will recognize their work from 2018 uh, because he was publishing a lot and it's been shared in the community. Uh, so we so so if you want to learn more about this series, go to .gems.io. You'll have 
find another trailer video for, for the GBK series. You'll find the information you need. And um, yeah, there's tons more to talk about, but I know we're on the time Let's do two launches at once. Yeah, we didn't want to just do Let's one. Let's not do just one to see how it goes. Let's do both of them at the same time and just throw yeah. it all to the wind. Yeah, and, and they're both Chestahedron themed, which is okay. really the uniting symbol for the EOS community. Go. So we felt it was it was fitting. It's pretty cool to do that um, one, to have that launch be the first one for EOS. So yeah, yeah, it, it, exactly. So yeah, I was super excited. And uh, yeah, follow us on Twitter. Join us on Telegram. Join the fun. Cool. Thanks for coming back again, Stefan. Good luck. Thanks yeah. for having me, guys. Appreciate it, bro. I want Take some care. Chestahedrons. Uh. Yeah. You need to load me up on some chesty. I want some legahedrons too, and some armahedrons. So how about a hedahedron? I, I already have one of those. <laughs> Travis, I, we've already had three awesome guests today, and we've got another one. This what? one, I just Is this the I bonus just, episode. I it's I just discovered this project a couple days ago. I'm like, what? I discover these things, and I'm like, where where are these hiding? How do I not know? Uh, bad acidors, you guys need to be filling me in on stuff when you see it and tagging us because there's so much cool stuff going on. And so added this segment here, um, you know, just in the, the past day, the project is called bad days and uh, Damien is with us to tell us about it. Yo bro, what's happening? Damien say words. How are you Joe? Yeah, oh, I'm you, good. Matt. There you go. Turn your camera on for us. We got your audio, but now we can't see you. There you are. <laughs> Beautiful. How are we all? Uh, doing good, man. And, and excited about this uh, this project. In fact, I think what I want to do here, if it's okay with you, is I want to play this video uh, and let people see, and then we could talk about uh, what it is. Does that sound good? Sure. All right, let me turn the sound on. Here we go. The sounds went away. You can't hear it? Nope. Well, that's I'll turn the sound off then because that's probably because of my bandwidth being uh being so crappy right here. But that that's Stan Lee, and these are these are Marvel cartoons we're looking at here. Um, how do, how did we not see this? I've seen this somewhere before. I don't know. I I, I saw this like I, I've seen that cartoon, the Bad Days cartoon. With, yeah, but did you know they were making NFTs? I didn't know they were doing NFTs on it, but I have yeah. seen that video, Bad Days and Stan Lee. Yeah. So uh, what what are we looking at here, Damien? I mean, we're, how long has this been around, these cartoons? I know they've got massive views. And how did you guys manage to, uh, to get the rights to turn this into NFTs? Yeah, so originally uh, the, the parody launched back in 2012. And... Uh, the, the first series was called Disassembled and uh, it went on to YouTube. It was created by the original artists and animators and Stanley actually picked that up and, and loved the idea and the concept and uh, further commissioned the artist to create the, uh, the entire series, which I think now comprises of around 36 episodes, which were released via the, uh, via the YouTube channel uh, periodically. I think they did it weekly at the time. Uh, so... Yeah, the way that we we came about uh, stumbling onto the project was uh, a team of a team of guys, uh, basically all Australians. Uh, we all worked together on on different games, testing and and finding exploits and 
and uh, through that uh, mingling and, and uh, interacting with different communities, uh, we, we formed a group and uh, one of the guys happened to have a connection with the owner of the intellectual property for bad days. Um, once uh, once um, bad days actually uh, completed the series, it, it was sold off uh, via Booguru or POW, they call them uh, POW Entertainment. And the new owner continued the series via his YouTube channel and uh, it was renamed Marvelous TV. Uh, one of the guys that we met within that group happened to be a, a good friend of the owner of the IP. So we were talking for quite some time about uh, the possibilities of introducing the series into a, an NFT collector's edition. And uh, from that original concept, it grew into a game um, so from there, we've been, we've been building and developing a, a game which is going to utilize the characters within that ecosystem. This is cool. So it looks like it says that each pack, the, there's, a, there's five cards in one pack, 10 cards in the other pack. How many total packs are there going to be? Uh, so with the 10 packs, I think uh, off the top of the head, there's around 2,500. And uh, yep, there you go. The figures are there. And 2,100. And actually, it's 2,152. With there is a uh, included special edition of one of one of ones, um, which uh, basically encompass the uh, bronze, silver, gold, platinum, and the generalissimo series. Wow, that's a, those are very rare. There's not a they, lot of packs here, huh? There's not. No, no. Uh, we actually plan to release further editions down the track. Uh, in in total, we, with each series, the, uh, the your base common set, your bronze set it has roughly 250 sets that are available. So if someone wanted to collect an entire set, uh, there'll be only 250 available and that tapers down through the rarities. Mm, and you know, somebody's going to, so somebody's going to want to hoard a bunch of them. And so there won't be nearly that many full sets completed. I bet. Cause somebody's going to yeah. grab as many as they can. Nice. It'll be, it'll be interesting when it hits the secondary market. That's for sure. When are these going on sale? Uh, approximately four hours. So Whoa. there's a countdown here. So the sale okay. actually kicks. Wait, off what is what is AEST? I don't know what, what is that. That's Australian Eastern Standard Time. Okay. Asked. Yeah. So uh, four hours, guys. So it's uh, it, it's six o'clock here on the East Coast. So ten o'clock um, this evening. These packs go on sale. You see, you thought you spent all the wax you were going to spend for today. You have not. Uh, because now you see these and, and, and you're going to FOMO just like we are because we're going to buy some packs, damn it. They're all pre-minted and uh, there's six one of ones. Six of them. What What is the golden ticket here used for? There's 14 of these. Okay, so the, the golden ticket is basically it's it's a special edition that we've included that's going to bridge from wax to the Ethereum ecosystem for our game app. So what that will do is entitle the owner to exchange it for a utility NFT within the gaming ecosystem. We've also got another little special bonus down there at the bottom, you'll notice in the lithograph edition. Uh, we've selected one lithograph, which uh, is a one of one. Uh, the owner of that lithograph will be entitled to claim the real life asset. So we have the lithographs and uh, we're, we're ready to send it out in the mail to the to the owner of that, wow. that particular NFT. That's they're, beautiful. They're autographed by Stan Lee. Nice. So the sale is happening on marvelousnfts.com. Is that where people can purchase that? Or is this happening on Atomic? 
Now it's happening. We've, we're actually launching directly on our partner DAP uh, called Nifty Packs. So this is a, a new DAP. Uh, not a lot of information out there, but I've just recently updated the website. And, uh, you can have a look. So these guys have been working tediously on designing a decentralized marketplace where projects can come and launch their NFT series at very low cost. Um, it, it will include pack building, uh, randomization. Uh, it will also, you'll be able to customize the store for your project. Um, future iterations will include uh, personalized links and so forth so that uh, uh, people can come directly to your store to purchase your products. Okay, so where where do we go to buy is uh, the question. Okay, so on the countdown, the countdown will actually switch to a link at the at the finalization uh, right here okay so we're just going to camp right here and wait so there's gonna be a button that shows up right here that's correct yeah okay and and we're gonna buy with wax correct yes yeah, so we we thought that uh you know i'm a big believer in supporting uh, different ecosystems and i like to learn about different blockchains uh actually one of our team members introduced us to wax and uh from that introduction it's just it's just rapidly grown from, uh, you know, uh, obtaining a plot within the upload uh, in the uplift world. Uh, we've been building on the on their Minecraft server there, so we've got a a, a plot which soon uh, I believe is uh, being released to the community. We'll have access to to get into this server, so we're really excited about the possibilities of what we can do on the wax side of things there, incorporating NFTs uh, into mining and rewards. And such, so yeah, it's uh, it's very exciting prospect. I really love what's going on within the Wax ecosystem. Travis, if only there were projects coming out. You know, if only people were building. <laughs> if only there were people to talk to about that are doing NFT yeah. things now. It's like they're so hard to find. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did not imagine when we started the show that we would go. You know, I thought maybe two guests in a show. Um, it, three was like, Hey, there's too much going on. We got to add a third. And now we've added a fourth and the show that was an hour is now an hour 15. And I uh, pretty soon it's just going to be the, the NF, the nifty network, you know, 24 seven around the clock with new projects coming on. And yeah, it would be the NNN, the nifty news network. Yeah. And we're never going to sleep. We're going to nifty around the clock. And uh, we're just going to see all these cool projects and FOMO and all the things that we don't no, There'll have. be no bad days. <laughs> there will be no. There will, why is it called bad days? I never did get to that. Yeah, so it's called bad days because the animations actually depict superheroes having a bad day. Uh, so it, it's a range of unfortunate events. It's, it's very comedic in the way that it's set out. If you, if you get on, you'll, you'll find yourself addicted very quickly. Uh, my, my kids absolutely love it, and uh, you know they've they've tortured YouTube multiple times uh, going through the episodes, watching. So, yeah, check it out. And, uh, I'm going to check out some NFTs in my wallet here soon. <laughs> yeah. So once once you guys get onto the uh, the Nifty Pack stat, uh, all the magic happens with inside that app, including your pack opening, animations, uh, every everything that uh, would happen in in a general marketplace. So it, it's all incorporated within the one one dap there that's great marvelous nfts.com if you guys are happen to be watching the show live then you're in time to uh, participate in the launch which is happening in a time zone that matters on the other side of the world but to us here in the u.s um it's three hours and 48 minutes and 18 seconds yeah 
Question though, real quick, how much are those packs going to be? Uh, so the five packs are ten dollars US. Uh, so there's a converter on the DAP. So you simply click the button and it will do the conversion for. Are we back paying to for wax. them in wax? We're we paying for them with them in credit card. No, wax, wax only. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, so the ten pack is nineteen dollars. There you go. So ten and twenty, pretty much. Fair enough. A reasonable price um, in uh, in this day and age. All right, Damien, we're going to be watching you. It's going to be a good no day for bad days. <laughs> Thanks a lot for having me. Yeah, man. Thanks for coming on. Good luck. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. I just right. posted the link in the top chat over here in YouTube. So you can see marvelousnfts.com forward slash wax dot whatever. So go click that. And put another prawn on the Bobby. That's right, because they don't call them shrimps down there. It's just a, it's a, an American thing. Put another shrimp on the Bobby. You wouldn't do that. They call them prawns. Uh, Trav, I'm, I'm niftied out, man. Um, there's now three launches tomorrow at noon. I don't know how I'm going to manage it all. I'm going to need multiple. Now I need three wallets open at the same time. I don't know how to do this. I don't know. Why, does, why don't people like, you know, do NFTs around the clock instead of doing them all at 12 o'clock Eastern? Screw Eastern. You know what? Uh, how about this? How about with our next launch, we change it. We we're gonna pioneer a new time to launch. It's gonna be NFTs. twelve o'clock central. <laughs> I was thinking maybe something like three twenty-five. You know, uh, right? How about four twenty? We do all our launches at four twenty from now on. <laughs> Are we launching Bosec NFTs? Yeah, we're launching Bosec NFTs at four twenty p.m. Awesome. Uh, you got anything else you want to talk about? Man, it's been crazy. It's exciting times. I just want to say thank you to everybody who's tuning in. Uh, there's still more people watching that have clicked the upvote. So click the upvote. And then if you want to make sure that you hear our stuff, hit that bell thing too. So you know when we're going live. That's what NFT, that's what you know people are supposed to do when you're tuning into YouTubes. So that's your job is to listen to our free content and click the plus, the thumbs up button. Oh, I see Jimmy's over there. Jimmy's in the chat. What up, Jimmy? I see Dallas Steller over there. Shout out to James Jeffel. Uh, there you go. Super Geek, Crazy Fire, Ian and Lou, a uh, Adam Veneer. What is up, folks? Kevin Ian and Mattinger, Lou. Great dude. Uh, let me tell you about next week, gang. We've already got four interviews scheduled for next week. What? Um, yeah, it's going to be super fun. Um, the, the, I've been talking to several of these guys here for several weeks to get everything lined up to coordinate with their launches. All these products are top quality. One of them is called Exit Limbo. Do you remember the Nifty Box promotional drop that you got yesterday with that yeah, rhino? Yeah, it was awesome. It was like some angry rhino cinematic <laughs> NFT thing. Oh, man, they're badass. That's Exit Limbo. They're going to be coming on the show. Uh, and then just finalized with, uh, let me get the cat's name here so I, so I get it right. Uh, the project is like the, I'm sorry, I'm going to get it wrong because I don't have it in front of me, but it's something like the magical world of Dr. Zamzi. <laughs> this artwork is so cool. You're going to freaking love it. Uh, they're coming on. And then we've also got, um, oh, check this out. So remember the movie, the film, The Sandlot? from a oh, long yeah. time ago right yeah. so the, the baseball movie You're killing me smalls exactly well two of the child actors uh from that um are now obviously adults they grew they're not up. still children they growed up that's weird and they're releasing uh, a set 
based on the Sandlot with all these behind the scenes photos. Um, and so they're coming on the show and that's going to be great fun. Like total nostalgia right there. They're releasing um, packs the next that I think the day after the show. And then finally, you and I have gotten involved in a project that I, we are absolutely over the moon about. And it is going to seek to revolutionize um, how people can be involved in the music industry and share a piece of the music industry by tokenizing royalties. And we're going to have our friends Barnaby uh, Anderson and Noble Dracolna on to talk about band. And uh, that's I'm so pumped about band. I mean, it's so cool. I mean, when you think about that, it's just a perfect use case for nfts for tokenizing music royalties it's brilliant mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. brilliant folks over there and uh we're pleased to be to working with them and it's one of those things that when we heard it immediately we go oh yeah brilliant yeah we're we're, we're in um tell us how we can play so we'll tell you guys how you can play next week of course uh, the nifty news is now on tuesdays and that is all of the nft news that we decide to talk about certainly not all the news but the stuff that we talk about and then fridays are our live show we would love for you to go subscribe to the podcast on itunes spotify uh stitcher google play wherever else you might find us and review the show it would be great to uh, to get your feedback um, documented for all posterity, especially if you've got nice words to say. If they're not nice words, then just go scream in your pillow instead. Yeah, I find that screaming in your pillow is way more effective than screeching to the sky. But you can do whatever you like. <laughs> yeah, do, do whatever you want. And we'll catch you guys on the next episode. Until then, be nifty. Like, like Travis, look how nifty he is. And a little bit spiffy. It's true. Thanks, guys. See ya. And girls. And zers. <laughs> and animals. We don't want to leave sure. the animals out. Oh, Somebody all would say we're, we're all animals. The, all, the, all of God's creatures. <laughs>